worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, here we are. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is our show. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's a gorgeous day in, uh, in San Antonio, Texas. It's a nice temperature out there. It's very pleasant. It's Friday. Okay. So we're going to have lots of fun today. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably going to be a little bit more ridiculous than normal. Uh, I want to make you laugh. And in fact, there's a specific reason why I want to make you folks laugh today. And I'll explain that. Well, uh, specifically James, one member of my audience, I, I just want to make her laugh today and I'll explain why in a little bit. But first we have to deal with the unhappy crap that's going on right now. I, uh, uh, I don't. You know, I, I keep my cool pretty good these days. I'm pretty. I'm a. Pretty, I'm a fairly laid back guy for the most part. You know, I really am. Nothing bothers me much. You know, and so when I get bothered by something, uh, I take notice of it. And holy crap! I was watching that press briefing yesterday uh, with KJP, who is a black lesbian, mind you. Not only is she a black lesbian, she's a history-making black lesbian. It just so happens she also sucks at her job. And I, I, you know, I've come to expect, because the press briefings hit right about the time I get home. So right about the time, and I, I don't eat before I go on the air. So right about, this is my daily schedule. Let me show you the man behind the curtain here, okay? I, I, I get off work. So if I have to do, sometimes I have to do a little recording, you know, additional recording for stuff. But, you know, whatever. I, I leave fairly quickly after I get done. And I roll on down, I roll on home to New Gilbo Road. All right. I get home and I feed, usually I feed the dogs, got to feed the dogs. Uh, if the cats are annoying me, I squirt them a few times with my squirt gun. Uh, and I, I have, a, I eat something. Usually I have a little fiber of some kind, some toast and some honey nuts, you know, honey nut Cheerios. This is my daily routine. All right. Uh, and I first thing I do, because it, 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 I won't today because it's Friday, but during the week I turn on the news, see what's going on, and right about the time I get home is the press briefing, the daily press briefing with the black lesbian. And I have come to expect a river of bull crap. I, I, I have come to expect that 90% of the people sitting there in that press box, uh, press room, are going to kiss her ass left and right and kiss Biden's ass left and right. It's nauseating. It's especially nauseating when they start joking amongst each other. KJP, one thing I've noticed about her, man, holy crap, she loves it when you're talking about her. When they start talking about her, she just a smile on her face, man. I just love me. You know, I mean, it's just it's noticeable. And so, and, and, and she's, she lies. She lies out of every orifice on her body, man. She lies. She just lies like a rug. She is constantly lying. And you know what? She's not even very good at that. 
one thing you could say about Jen Psaki, okay? She also was completely full of crap. She was completely full of crap when she worked for the State Department, and she's completely full of crap. She was completely full of crap when she was the press secretary. But you know what? She was actually kind of good at her job. Because your job is to be the voice of the president and of the administration. And if the administration is full of crap, well, you sort of have to be full of crap, too. But you can be art, artfully full of crap. <laughs> you can be professionally full of crap. And still do your damn job, which KJP is woefully incapable of. So, you know, when I roll out the uh, press sec- uh, press briefing while I'm eating my Honey Nuts and Cheerios or whatever the hell they're called, the, the crappy cereal I eat every day to keep things moving, okay? Uh, you know, I most of the what goes on at the press briefing, it doesn't really phase me. I expect bull crap. Yesterday, though, yesterday. Uh, in my neighborhood now, we got a family living uh, on the lawn of the Seven uh, Eleven down the street. <laughs> just a little camp, people just living there. Uh, I think uh, it looks like they, they maybe had some cards. They got a car that looks like it's not working, and so they've been trying to fix it. And but they're living there. Uh, I you know in my neighborhood, and I've been there almost six years now. I you're seeing sketchy people just rolling all. They're showing up. They're everywhere. These are people who are out of doors. These are refugees and migrants. Some of them are just crazy people. Some of them are drug addicts. They're starting because they're showing up in your neighborhood. They're showing up in my neighborhood. They're all over the place. We got a resource center down there. You know, on uh, what is it, Blanco? I guess. Technically, uh, uh, San Pedro, but that area and that neighborhood has gone to hell. Every day I'm driving home, I see more people out of doors. Uh, you come to that. In- what James is that uh, Heron Bidel, the intersection I get on 410 at? Yep. You know, it, it's a little better now because there are dudes there working on the the big columns there for the overpass. But you see people there all over the place, and a lot of them are nuts. Like this guy with the pipe here a few days ago. They're gibbering to themselves. They're scowling. You got guys coming up to your, you know, you got to keep your doors locked because you got some crazy dude who looks like freaking Charlie Manson, you know, coming up to your window at the intersection. This town is going to S. And it is going to S largely because of this open border. It is a crisis that you and I are living and and every day of our lives and more and more people in this country no matter where you live are experiencing the really really bad and awful crap that is coming along with having an open border which is an intentional policy and for several years we have had to endure the extreme bull crap of hearing about how hateful walls are and we got to tear down these walls and walls are re- racist and xenophobic. And that, that evil Greg Abbott, man, he puts up these little floaty barriers and it's killing people. And this is, these are, this is not who we are. Walls are bad, 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 bad. Well, they're building a wall, you know, and uh, we can we can talk about why we're now suddenly seeing, you know, and Alejandro Mayorkas, who is an absolute soulless piece of mediocre crap. His office puts out this thing the other night. And I, I, you know, what's going on about, you know, we're going to start building. This problem is acute. 
It's an acute problem, illegal immigration. Uh, just, you know, merely, what, 30 hours ago? Uh, and, of course, people, you know, they, they, Department of Homeland Security put this out there. We're going to start building some wall in Star County, even though, comparatively, the illegal alien uh, flow in Star County along that part of the Rio Grande is a trickle compared to what's going down in Eagle Pass and El, El Paso. And I, you, I think it, you, we sort of know what that was all about, right? I mean, people are starting to complain more uh, and louder in the cities about the illegals everywhere. And they're, they're getting a lot of flack for the border, which is just absolute freaking madness. So, hey, let's toss the little people some wall. <laughs> we need to shut these. We got black people, you know, screaming at us in Chicago and New York. We need to build some wall somewhere, man. And, uh, you know, obviously people want to ask questions about that, given that it would appear to be a complete backpedal from all this bilious crap we've heard for several years about how evil walls are. And now suddenly the very same bunch of people are building a wall, albeit a meaningless one. They are building one. And I got to hear the this snotty black lesbian you know, looks so put out that she's being, we're, we have to because of the law. Okay, Peter, do you want us to break the law? Because we're beholden by the law. We have to do this or we're breaking the law. If the money was appropriated for a wall, so we have to build a wall, whether we think walls suck or not. And I'm listening to this yesterday, and w- w- very few exceptions. Ducey's the only one that's really asking the important question. And I don't even think he knocked it out of the park yesterday. The whole thing, well, you're going to tear it down after you, after we build it. I thought that was actually kind of a lame question. The question should have been, well, if it's an appropriation deal, when you guys had control of the executive branch in both houses of Congress, why didn't you reappropriate it? Why didn't you do something about that? Because they're blaming Donald Trump and MAGA people. Basically, the illegal immigration crisis is my fault and your fault. And given that it's real world, especially here in San Antonio, Texas, I had just had enough. What? What a bunch of bullcrap that was yesterday. People's lives are being destroyed on an hourly basis, not a daily basis, a freaking hourly basis right now because of this stuff. And I got to watch this arrogant chick, you know, look down her snoot at anybody who just doesn't readily accept that the only reason they're doing this is because they have to, and it's appropriation thing. And if they, you know, you, we, we fought it all the way with these evil Republicans, they, you know, they just fought us every day. Oh, stop it. I don't know where you are, but my uh, my appetite and ability to digest bullcrap is at an all-time low in my existence right now. And that, what a display, man. I really rather they just not have these press briefings at this point. You're not getting any information whatsoever. And whatever you are getting is either tood or bullcrap or both. What a pointless display that was yesterday. What do you think? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. 
This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. I'm, I'm venting for my own mental health about yesterday's press briefing, which was especially obnoxious, and we're taking your calls. 210-599-5555. It's Mike. We love Mike. How you doing, Mike? Yeah, hey, I got the name. I got the new nickname for that for this piece of garbage that's the press secretary. We're going to call her Raggedy, Raggedy Ann and Andy. Remember that daughter you used to have called? That's, that's who she looks like, except she's the black version. You know, she, she's the black oh version God. of Ra- Raggedy Ann and Andy. And, yeah. and like, like, I told, like I told Trey, what'd you say? No, no, I'm listening, man. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah, she's an embarrassment to uh, black people. I'm a black man, and I'm embarrassed of her coming out to that podium every day and embarrassing the black race with her stupidity. Uh, like you said, Joe Biden is playing her for a real idiot, and Joe Biden he probably sits back and laughs at her her stupidity. And like I told, like I told Trey on his show yesterday, if she doesn't want to answer the question, if she doesn't want to do the job, tell her to go find her another job. Now I heard that I heard that Burger King or Wendy's was hiring right now. So, so go get you a job doing that, you know, because every time Peter Ducey tries to ask her a question, she acts like, like you said, she's so put off, like she's too good to answer his questions. Like I said before, right. if she don't want to do the job, get out of the job and let somebody else handle it. But, yeah, from now on, I want you to call her Raggedy Ann because that's her new nickname. <laughs> and I thank you for taking my call. We love you, Mike. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> Rock on, man. Well, James and I, were, you and I were just talking about a phenomenon, which we're, I guess we now are going to call bulltude. Is that the word? Yeah, I like that one. Bulltude. Bull-tude. Okay, because it's very childish, and she does it all the time. If you ever know somebody in your life, and I have known quite a few, in fact, I've been this person, that they're full of crap, and you figure out they're full of crap, and then they give you a tude because you figured out their bull crap. She's got that all over the place, man. She, that's why she hates Peter Doocy. I used to think back in the day that Saki and Peter Doocy were getting it on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I was really like a real love-hate thing going on there. Like, you know, later on in Georgetown somewhere, like a freaking Drury or something on the edge of town, like, you know, Saki's coming out of the shower. There's Peter Doocy in a bathrobe. Hey, pal, it's time to circle back around. You know, but KJP and Ducey, they hate each other's guts. You could, Well, at least she hates his guts. And she hates his guts predominantly because he points out her own bull crap. You know what I mean? What, do you want us to break the law, Peter? Do you, Is this the audience? Do you want us to break the law? Yeesh. Bull dude. <laughs> Here's Ted. Ted, how you doing? Hey, Sean. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Look, I gotta, I, yeah. I have a few points that I'd like to attempt to string together into some sort of a cogent rant for a Friday morning. Sure. Um, Give it a good shot. So, you know, starting off with the fact that uh, let's let's just look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's uh, got under his belt about half a century of politics, right? Right. And so for him to pretend that for over 30 months, he didn't know that you can't reappropriate already appropriated yes. funds like that. Come on. So essentially, he intentionally stalled out this program, which thus allowed millions of more uh, immigrants to come across the border uh, so that they could be then dispersed around the U.S. All right. So there's that. Then there's the selling off at pennies on the dollar 
of already stacked up, ready to go construction materials that were paid for with appropriated funds. Yes. But he basically did pull it Afghanistan, right? Just let, let's just blow all that money, leave it out on the ground, and we'll sell it for scrap. Right. right. There's that. Now, now we hear that uh, we hear Democrats out there, the same Democrats who assisted uh, the, the crazy eights to uh, oust McCarthy, now advocating uh, moving Jim Jordan into that seat. You know why they want to do that? They want to get him out of the House Senate investigation or the House Investigation Committee because he's really good at that. You know, that's they an interesting point. I haven't heard that perspective yet. That's kind of because interesting. That I haven't thought ruin, about that. That will ruin all of the Republican investigations because they're never going to get a bulldog like Jordan. In That's there. an There's excellent point. I, I guess so. if he's speaker, he, well, I, I don't know enough. Of, honestly, I'm not a congressional scholar here, but I guess they so sort of take him out there. of the uh, – he sets the agenda, but he's not going to be sitting on a committee. Is that the case? Right. right. And then, and, and then the, finally, this – uh, utterance by the president uh, la- earlier in the week, I guess, that uh, Democrats need to be mindful to to stay respectful of the uh, rapidly diminishing white ma- uh, majority in the United <laughs> oh, States. God, if, that's yes. not a, if that's not a dog whistle, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I got. Yeah, to. and Commander's gone, so it ain't for him, man. I, yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Very uh, very well-spoken and, and uh, uh, very reasonable. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that as far as Jim Jordan. That's an interesting perspective. Uh, we'll talk some more. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. I don't feel Trump should be in trouble. Get the news. That's you got the news. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. <laughs> I ain't got COVID. I'm cool. 210-599-5555. Well, it's funny how these days, how we're kind of conditioned, you know? People start coughing. Don't, you know, we, still, I, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of us, I don't think you could. I don't think you could, as far as the election or politics. That's the Sean Show. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, whether, you know, and like me, uh, as far as trying to, you know, pull the COVID out again, play the COVID card, you know, and make sure we don't go vote or we can cheat in an election or what have you, or just want to control people in a sort of a general way. I don't think most, I think a lot of us have kind of checked out from that trip. You know, it's not going to, you're not going to pull that on me again, but we are conditioned. Yes. If when somebody coughs or gets a cold, you know, people immediately start thinking the C word. And uh, I'm just thinking about this because I first off I was coughing when I first went on the air. And my wife's got a bit of a cold, so she's and my, and my daughter actually they both got some kind of little flu bug or something, so they're coughing. I think my wife has already taken like 19 COVID tests. There's no COVID in my house. I'm just think just as an observation, James, it's kind of interesting how we immediately still kind of leap to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if the doctors are what they're saying is. Who's going to be able to tell the difference between these little colds and this new strain of COVID unless you get a COVID test? You won't because it's yeah. kind of the same thing, man. Also, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show that I also kind of enjoy making my wife cough sometimes uh, because she's – well, something happens when my wife coughs. If she's 
she coughs really hard. She, uh, this happened the other day, whereas, you know, she, apparently I wasn't there, but my daughter and wife were walking in uh, from the car, and my wife started, you know, coughed a couple times. And something happens when she coughs sometimes really hard. She makes like a little what noise my wife farts when she coughs and so i i I just i i you know i it's funny to the rest of us and so i (laughs) you did not just reveal to the whole world i did i i your wife hey don hey sean i'm just you know i thought well i'm gonna be because she told me right before we went on the air i'm coughing a lot oh i can't stop you know and so i'm like well i need to be really funny today just to, to amuse myself and I just thought, Don, that I would share that with all of you, that whenever I'm really, really funny and get my wife laughing, mm-hmm. you know, she starts a toot, makes her toot, makes her toot a little. She's going to make you die in about an hour. You know what that means? <laughs> Don and Jimmy in the morning, starting at 7 o'clock Monday on KTSA. Hey, it's the little things in life, you know, the little pleasures in life that we have to embrace. It's the simple things, man. How is that a pleasure in life, though? Because it sounds so funny, man. Because <laughs> your wife. The more she coughs. <laughs> the more she coughs. Well, no, it's kind of like a vortex, right? So, oh, like, yeah. she coughs, you know, and it's funny, oh, and then she laughs, and then in laughs. Laughing, you know, it happens even more. I'm just saying it's kind of amusing. So, you know. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> poor woman. I feel bad I'm for I'm kidding. I just made that up. That doesn't actually happen. I, I'm just being a funny guy on the radio. It's <laughs> My wife never toots when she coughs, okay? I'm okay. just being funny. Taking his key from the press secretary at the White House. Ah, you know, I'm just kind of silly off the cuff. <laughs> a lot of nuances involved in this a lot of nuances yeah. i'm just uh, i just uh, made uh, the uh. whole thing up so you folks who work with her you know don't be like hey syria why'd the chicken cross the road you know don't, don't try to make her laugh you know i'm just i'm just made i just made the whole thing up man that's all. you know the next time she goes to work it's gonna be like hey syria what knock knock who's there <laughs> i love my she's job. gonna kick your ass yeah i'm probably gonna hear about this when i get home but it's Friday, man. Hey, it happens to all of us, man. Look, look. <laughs> Everybody farts, man, okay? We all fart. Everybody farts. It's a part of the human condition. And uh, I think God put farts in our world so oh that we God. just don't take ourselves too seriously. You know what I mean? Because I think one of the biggest issues you have to get around in life is just taking yourself too seriously. It's God's way of saying, hey, buddy, you're still just a little steam engine. <laughs> and sometimes you're going to make a really funny noise and it's going to smell bad. God didn't have to do that. He's God. He could have figured other ways. He figured out other ways for our digestive systems to work. And then this sure. is what he went with. And I'm just saying there's intentionality there. Okay. That's all. Okay. Moses farted. All right. There you go. Um, <laughs> the whole the whole process, according to you, divine intervention. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like it just happened. Like, you know, like God made people and, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. You know, I mean, come on. It's funny. How is it not funny? Who's listening right now that doesn't find farting funny? Come on. I, da- I double dog dare you to call me up and say you think it's horrible and awful. It, you know, it, it, it sounds funny. It's hilarious. Oh, here come the texts. Ooh. 
Oh, you're gonna. Is die. it? Is it in all caps? No, but there's a punk ass in there. I, oh, oh yeah, I saw yeah. that coming. It's because I'm coughing. Dot dot dot. Punk ass. You know what? The worst thing I could do right now at this moment. Baby, you need an apostrophe after the T. I'm sorry. I just did. Oh, God. Now I'm really going to hear it. Uh, I'm doomed. You are. I'll be a single man by Monday. Uh, you know, and homeless. Well, you know, either that or, or victim <laughs> And go to live numerous, with the people. What's that? Be a victim to numerous Dutch ovens if you keep this up. Oh, yeah. Um, Baby's going to be eating some ice cream this weekend. I say you deserve it at this point. I kind of do. It was yeah. wrong. It was so wrong of me to, to do that. I can tell you're sorry. Oh, here's my buddy Randy. What's he have to say? Uh, you like to make Syria cough. Oh, I can't say the second part. Anyway, um, <laughs> come on. Farting is funny. We all think it's funny. Who doesn't think it's funny, man? All right. 210. <laughs> I should talk to you, Doc. <laughs> I mean, Get back on the show just for this, just for this one bit. James, do you have a couch that I could maybe sleep on if I had to? Yes, it's a pull-out yeah. couch. Is it comfortable? I got a bad back. Is it cool? You'll be fine. Has it got support in the, for the yeah. middle, middle back there? You have to bring your own heating pad, though. <laughs> we'll set up some visiting hours with your family, stuff like that. Yeah. Come on. We all fart and wink off. Uh, 210-599-5555. After all my operations, I can play jazz trumpet. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero. I mean, let's take a, take a look. When we come back, some serious. What, am, what do I have here? It's serious. Let me look at my notes here. Uh, I got to talk about the damn dog. Let me let me talk about the damn dog. We've learned more about Commander, the president's dog, which now lives in Delaware, is terrorizing people there. Uh, it's coming up. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I got a text from my buddy Jesse. Chanclas will be flying at the Rima House. Of that, but since I have just a few seconds here, my I will say this, and a lot of my East Coast friends truly do not appreciate this, James. But Hispanic chicks and their flip-flops, my wife has deadly aim. My wife could take down an elk uh, with a chocolate with, a, with one flip-flop. It's in the DNA. It's amazing to watch. I mean, she almost took out my eye about six months ago from across the room. It was amazing, the accuracy. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Okay, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. And there's another punk-ass text. All caps this time. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Commander. You know, this, this, I don't know to what, to what extent you're invested in the commander of the dog story. But, yeah, there is a serious, vibra- uh, serious aspect to this, to this story. Okay, because here's what came out from Axios. Okay, Com- you know the story. In fact, this was half the press conference yesterday. It was about freaking commander. Commander uh, was the uh, president's, well, is the president's German shepherd. As, uh, and Axios has been on this. As we now know, uh, a commander has bitten. There's 11 incidents of commander biting Secret Service agents, protecting the president. And, and in some cases, you know, seriously, not not just, you know, a little nip here, but, you know, broken skin. You know, hospital, you know, people, folks have to go to the doctor. I mean, it's it's, you know, it's bad. 
we need to also remember the previous dog who was named Major. I love how people who despise the military give their freaking animals military-sounding names. Isn't that great? Uh, Major also was known for munching on Secret Service agents. We, we've now learned also, and this is, you know, alleged, this is uh, from Axios, that people who are familiar with the White House staff are now saying, oh, no, it's not just the Secret Service agents. Uh, Commander was well known for attacking and biting just members of the White House staff. Uh, people... Secret Service agents and staffers alike didn't live in fear, but the fact that the president has a vicious-ass dog roaming around the White House, the West Wing, it was apparently an issue that they had to deal with. Um, and there's, I, I find something uh, revealing about that. One thing I I believe, and we certainly knew this to be true of the Clintons, you know, Hillary Clinton's going off on, I hadn't heard this, but we talked about this on Where and Rima, that uh, she's calling for Trump people to be deprogrammed at some point, which means we're all going to the camps. But one thing that you, you heard a great deal when it comes to Hillary Clinton and the Clintons in general is that they treated their staff like crap. Uh, and it just, you know, th- these are who these people are. Uh, I believe the way you treat people who either work for you or, you know, assist you uh, or, or just, you know, people who you encounter in your life. Who I always and I got this from the convenience stores that people who will treat a convenience store like convenience store clerk like crap usually are really awful people. And so when I look at the Bidens and they've had apparently a long term issue with their animals and their staff, let alone the Secret Service, and yet the problem continued for over a dozen incidents, it tells you all you need to know about how the Bidens feel about people who work for them and, in fact, protect them. They have no regard for them whatsoever, just like they have absolutely no regard for you or me. Because you know what? If you gave a crap about your own staff or if you gave a crap about the people who are willing to take a freaking bullet for a member of your family and you knew that the dog was an issue, wouldn't you do something about that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, we, we, We're dealing here in San Antonio with a recent uh, series of people being attacked by dogs, you know, if, if you do, if your dog is prone to biting people and you just let your dog do whatever it wants. Okay. You're a horrible freaking human being. You have no regard for other people. And that's kind of what I'm getting from the commander story is that these people have absolutely, and, and it's the, you know, it, it, does he have dementia? I believe so. And we kind of tap dance back and forth when it comes to Biden and his obvious decline. Well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to make fun of his dementia and I, I, I got to be careful about that. Uh, the hell you do. You know what? He's a creep. They're garbage. They're horrible freaking people. They really, really are. They have no concern nor empathy nor regard for average America or just any Americans in general. Right. 
They they obviously don't give a crap about other people's children because they're absolutely fine and actually complicit in those very same kids either keeling over from fentanyl or being sold into sex slavery. And the commander story is another example of that. Because, again, this isn't one instance. This isn't one occurrence. This is a series of, of occurrences. This is a pattern. This is something that was going on for an extended period of time. I mean, do the math in your head. If, if we're dealing with, and we don't even know how many staffers were attacked by the damn dog, we're just now hearing that staffers, it's, it's an issue with them. They're worried about, they were worried about the dog, too. And yet it continued for, we, we, we should assume, between major and commander, that this has been going on since the guy got his feeble ass into the Oval Office. Well, cheated his feeble ass into the Oval Office. And again, it, it reveals something about a person. They think so little of their own staff. Again, they think so little of, of the people who are tasked with the, the job of protecting them that they're fine with cutesy-pootsy little commander just laying his teeth into anybody, including a Secret Service agent. Again, had they been concerned, and I, I don't give a crap about the president's dog. I don't give a crap about the president. I just want him and them gone. And the fact that it took up so much. And, and the thing about the press conference yesterday, or the press briefing yesterday, is it, half of the questions were about the damn dog. And it wasn't what I'm talking about. It wasn't, well, you know, d- d- didn't, wasn't the president concerned about, you know, his animal harming other people? No, it was all cutesy-pootsy stuff. Like, oh, where's Commander going to live now? You know, again, maybe I'm making too much out of it. But this was an issue that was going on for an extended period of time. And they didn't do anything about it. Which tells me, ergo, thus, they were fine with it. You know why? Because those Secret Service agents, they're little people, man. My staffers, they're just furniture. They're here to serve me and do whatever I need them to do. Uh, Beyond that, they're little people. They don't matter. They don't count. If my dog sinks his teeth into their forearm, eh, you know. That's the president's dog, okay? You got to roll with it. It's the president's dog. He's more important than you are. I mean, honestly, that's what I'm getting from all this. So, you know, they're, they're horrible freaking people. We'll be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Um, I want to talk about something that, frankly, I hadn't heard about this uh, until my good brother Trey brought it up uh, earlier on Where at Rima. And before I get into this, we're going to play just a quick piece of audio. Uh, it, It involves an interview that Hillary Clinton, Hillary Rod Serling Clinton gave on CNN. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I have absolutely no regard for Hillary Clinton. I, I think she's barely human. I think she's a creature. You know, I, I really just think she's a, she, she is again, she's a horrible, horrible person. And, and yet she is revered. 
for some odd reason. She she and the Clintons. Uh, Cl- Bill Clinton is a rolling sex crime. He's an awful human being. Hillary Clinton is a whore. Hillary Clinton, yes, I do believe she should be in jail. And, uh, you know, I just, total scumbag. But she's on with Christiane Amapour uh, on CNN. And she she lets slip with something that is, is both, again, revealing, <clears throat> revealing and uh, uh, disturbing. And this kind of zinged by a lot of people, I think. I mean, I, I, and I'll be honest with you, I don't do nearly as much prep as my man Trey does. And so, but I, I, the, the big stories are the ones that I kind of focus on, right? So I, in my, in the way I go about things, you know, the, the stuff that slips by me is, it tends to be stuff that a lot of people aren't talking about. And I haven't heard a lot about this, which is why I'm glad Trey picked up on this. Uh, go ahead and play that audio. This is her talking about Trump supporters. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members but something needs to happen Just wrap your mind around that and and you have to allow the initial reaction of just how tragically full of crap she is and what a complete you know serpentine liar she is uh you know hearing hillary talk about people being in it for themselves and accusing that of other folks is, is just it's a freaking joke but really break down what she just said there. Because you know what? I don't give a crap about Hillary Clinton. But I tell you, I believe that idea is much more prevalent than you realize. That we're willing to realize. Now, and, I, and I'll get to that in a second. Now, obviously, she's reinforcing this contrivance that you know anybody who supports Donald Trump is a, is a cult. We're, we're mindless zombies. And we just do whatever Trump says, which is so far from the truth. And you know this. I love Donald Trump. I thought he was one of the best presidents this country's ever had. Uh, If there is something resembling a legitimate election, I will vote for him again. I don't have to think about that vote at all. He was incredibly effective. Okay? But I could tell you as a Trump supporter... That doesn't mean I like everything about Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump went south on a few issues that are important to me, I'd drop him like a hot rock. I would. Because I think, and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. the most people who would call themselves conservative or even libertarian, at least I am, I tend to be an issue person. I'm not the cult of personality i i like trump i find him hilarious yeah i thought you know apart from being a very effective president he was also funny as hell but if if he if he went in a weird direction on national security or the border uh or let's say tranny stuff and gender stuff and woke crap well i'd i'd separate from him pretty quickly and i think a lot of conservatives would 
Um, so the, the whole idea that we're just these mindless Trumpites in, and MAGA zealots is, is nonsense, obviously. You, you know that, I know it. Uh, that having been said, the, so in other words, they're trying to set us up as being that, and I think for the purposes of what she just said. Hey, there may need to be some kind of formal deprogramming. In other words, you don't think right. If you support Donald Trump, you're a problem because your thinking is flawed. Your thinking is broken. And we may, we may need to put people like you someplace and take care of that and, and, and break that down in you. Now, really, really, really try to swallow and digest what that implies. Okay? It, it, these are people who, if you say anything... Uh, in the direction of, well, people, kids who think they're trans or they think they're the wrong person trapped in the wrong body or what have you, you know, maybe what they need is some counseling. Oh, my God, do people like Hillary Clinton and her, and the, her ilk, do they react badly, right? You've seen it. You don't even suggest that crap. In fact, when it comes to there being some kind of flaw in anyone's thinking on the left, and you mention in any way, like it, it used to be with uh, like in, in the Christian church and certain evangel, a lot of these evangelical churches, James Dobson was big on this in, in Colorado Springs that, you know, you can counsel people away from being gay, and some people have actually gone on that journey and discovered they weren't gay. Folks like Hillary Clinton, and I, I just use her as an example, folks from that perspective, oh, my God, that's the war, the, to even suggest that, uh, uh, that, uh, that kind of therapy or treatment, you are the worst person on, on the face of the planet. But, baby, the, the, the Japanese internment after World War II or during World War II, okay, which, as Trey pointed out, was an FDR thing. It was predominantly a Democrat thing. When I was growing up, you heard about that constantly, about how awful that was and what a dark chapter in American history. We started putting Japanese nationals and Japanese people, Japanese Americans who just happened to be also of Japanese descent, and we started shoving them in camps. Oh, my God, the left. Most people were disgusted by that upon reflection, but the left were, oh, they were frothy and buggy-eyed about how awful that was. The very same people would have absolutely no problem shoving you somewhere if you're a Trump supporter and and getting rid of you. Because that, that's really what's at play here. It, it's not about deprogramming. It may be in the Orwellian sense, you know, where you have people who are unpleasant or they're radicals or they're, you know, they're they're against the state. And so we got to lock a cage with a rat in it on their face until they start, you know, telling, uh, repeating back to us what we want to hear. It's it's that idea. They would. They, I guarantee you that idea that people who don't think right should be put someplace. You know it, man. And I tell you what, if this whole revolution that we're in right now, and this is what we're all saying, you know, and I agree with it, that we're, we're already in the midst of a revolution. Oh, boy. You get on the other side of that thing where these people actually do have absolute control. Yeah, they'll lock your ass away as soon as they as soon as they're able to. Don't you don't you doubt that at all? 
she may have let something slip because she thinks her her base thinks that's you know interesting or you know whatever but it's it's out there and i bet you it's a lot it runs a lot that idea runs a lot deeper than you realize and that is disturbing as hell man ricky how are you What's going on? Hey, I'm doing all right, man. West Texas trucker. Rock on, man. I love truckers, man. I wish I'd have, I, I, I at one point I thought about doing it, but I don't know how to shift. So you know, God bless you, truckers. How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing great, sir. I was just wanted to comment on your deal. Have we not heard the FBI paying uh, visits to mega supporters? Oh yeah, Trump? yeah. The FBI. I mean, and what are they? Who determines how extreme you are because you like them? Because you say that our problem is Washington in, in the world. Oh, you're 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 in the bad column if you say any of that. If you like yeah, something exactly. on social media, if you like a post on social media, you're going to the camps. Yeah, and and we're are you going to go to a judge in Washington? Because if you go there, <laughs> you're absolutely screwed. Because yeah. Obama and Harry Reid, they stuffed all of Washington with federal. Yes, judges. they did. You're, that's uh, that's great observation. You're absolutely right, uh, and and these are, it's not lost on me also that these are the people that if they can compare a conservative to Hitler, remember when they were when uh, Donald Trump had the uh, uh, the centers where they you know folks who were here illegally they'd have to go in this place. I mean, they, 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 those things were overrun once Joe Biden got into office. But remember back in the day when AOC was crying her eyes out next to a chain link oh, yeah, fence. Yeah. Broke my heart. Ver- very same people would shove your ass into a camp as quickly as they could. No yeah, doubt. I'm sure she ain't going to be over there crying about me. <laughs> nope. I, I doubt it. All right, man. I appreciate the call, man. And keep, be safe out there in the highways. And byways. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 they are. They, they, they want. They, this, is for ab- this is for the whole circus. This is for absolute control. It truly is. Uh, uh, I, I prefer the word fascist, but it. You know, it truly really is a Marxist revolution. I mean, it's by the numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know? Okay, so let's say there is some camps, right? Right. And if there's a Jewish supporter of Trump, <laughs> they're going to do that? Yeah. Really? They're going to do I that? I do. I, I absolutely. Well, in some form or another. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I do. I do. Absolutely. And that's what makes it so preposterous when they start, you know, talking about the Holocaust and, you know, detaining people along the southern borders, like the death camps. We heard that. <laughs> Man, they'd shove my... Well, me, I'm, I'm small fry. But, I mean, they, they'd, they'd shove... You, you don't think if they could shove Tucker's ass into a camp somewhere? They wouldn't do it in a heartbeat? You're damn right they would, man. We may need a formal deprogramming. That's what the chick said. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. I'm Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Yeah, man. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Twenty one minutes after ten. Hey, it's Friday. Uh, news Talk five fifty KTSA. Uh, Hillary Clinton lets slip with something I think is probably a lot more prevalent uh, amongst those that crowd, which is the idea that you, because we support Trump, we might have to be formally deprogrammed someday. And maybe that means going to the camps. 
Trey and I do have uh, an, an understanding that uh, when they send us to the FEMA camps that he, I get the top bunk because he's a big dude. And if he felt not, we, I have to, you know, Trey, he's a big, strong guy. Okay. He's not fat. He's a big, strong guy. And if he's on the top bunk and something gives, he's going to crush my ass. So when we go to the camps, I get the top bunk. Riccardi gets his own corner. You know, we, Riccardi, you know, you get, Riccardi gets his own bunk in the corner. You know what I mean? Trey and I will share the bunks, but I get the top bunk. Uh, here's Jim. Jim, how are you? Doing good. What are you thinking? Well, I was thinking that uh, I remember Nora O'Donnell saying the same thing here a while back on National News. What's that? What'd she say? That uh, Trump supporters need to be reprogrammed. God. It's insane to hear other Americans say that. In any way, shape, or form, deprogrammed. But see, we're being set up for it. Look, Absolutely. from day one, when Trump first came on the scene and, and, and he really started getting support, and baby, his support is through the roof right now. He's at 60% with the GOP. Okay? DeSantis is at, like, what is it, 13%? That's the closest number behind Trump. I mean, Trump's numbers are going through the roof. In a one-on-one with Biden, he's 10 points ahead at least. Uh, and so since day one, they've been characterizing people who who support him as being these mindless zombies. And, yeah, the, the, the idea is uh, out of that characterization. You say, well, they got to be fixed. You know, they've been programmed to be racists and phobic and haters and dangerous. They've already classified us as domestic terrorists. You know, I mean, why not? Why not take it to the next place? You know, I mean, uh, it's scary crap, man. It really is. It really is. Yep. All right. Thank you for the call, man. 210-599-5555. Let me know what you're thinking about that. The Ramaswamy thing from yesterday, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, He was in Grinnell, uh, Iowa, Uh, you know, for obvious reasons. And he has uh, he has an appearance there, and I'm not going to get into the back. He ha- he had some back and forth with a couple of protesters. Uh, one woman, her mom is a teacher, and you know she was yelling at Ramaswamy and telling him to telling him to blank off, and because he he's killing education in America. Republicans want to kill education in America, and it, you know, and Ramaswamy for to his credit. And I'll, I'll uh, give, give you some other thoughts on him in a second. But to his credit, I will say this. He routinely engages people who are protesting him. And when he does that routinely, he makes sense. And he r- responds in a very intelligent way, as he did with these folks in Grinnell. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and talking about how I, I, you know, I, and he, he mentioned this yesterday. I, I still want to engage with folks who disagree with me. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing slightly, uh, but you know, uh, I, here, let me see if I have it here. I think every person deserves to be respected, but we are failing to do right by our kids in this country. Uh, but uh, here is what I will say. The beauty of this country is that you will, you all have the right to express your opinions and you're doing it peacefully. This is to the protesters. 
And even though I disagree with you, I'm proud of you for expressing your views, even if I disagree with you. And so I'll give him props for, for because this is something he does on a routine basis. He doesn't avoid people who are protesting him. And they were saying some pretty awful crap to him yesterday. Now, there was something about a, it was originally reported as such, and I, I saw this right before I went to bed, that one of the protesters backed her car into one of his vehicles and did some damage and, and then took off. <clears throat> There's some dispute as to whether or not that actually happened, or it was just some chick backing up and she rammed into his car or you know, took, in, uh, took out the left corner, back corner of one of his cars. I don't know. Uh, what's real, what's not in that regard. But one thing we do have in this country is a record, and it's Democrats. Democrats not only trying to disrupt people. They were doing this yesterday, trying to they had bullhorns and stuff, and they were trying to make so much noise that he couldn't be heard. But they've they've done this crap before where they've attacked campaign cars. You know, we we got this a-hole that was pulling the fire alarm the other day in the Congress. I mean, they're they're horrible, horrible people. Again, I don't know if this car thing is for reals or not, but it, it it's interesting that you you wouldn't be shocked if it was, would you? Would you? No, of course not. Now, as far as Ramaswamy himself, <clears throat> I, I think maybe he's you know got a place at the table someday. He's not going to be president. But I, I just have a weird, I get a weird vibe off that guy. I, I like a lot of what he says, but there's a part of me that is kind of uncomfortable with the fact that I like everything he says as if it's prepared or it's meant to be something that a guy like me would like. And I, I know that sounds weird, but it's so red meaty. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I think that guy's a Trojan horse of some kind. And, and I just don't respond well to the whole really hyper, hyper. He's a very hyper guy, and that puts me off sometimes. Uh, he's got, and I'm not trying to diss car salesman here, but doesn't he kind of have like a used car salesman feel to him? You know what I mean by that? By the sort of the stereotypical idea of folks like that? I just feel like Ramaswamy's trying to sell me something I don't really want. <laughs> I'm glad he's out there, but I don't know. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to talk uh, about some funnier stuff. Uh, at least I think it's funny, and we'll see what you think. 210-599-5555. It is Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Ask your smart speaker to play us. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1037 on News Talk 550 KTSA. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's lighten it up here a bit. I got a celebrity story, a couple of celebrity stories. We got to check in with the celebrities. Uh, first off, apparently Kim Kardashian accidentally showed her ass. That made the news. But here's a, uh, like, nobody's Are seen we sure that, right? It was an accident. Or... Well, you know, it's her. I, I don't think it was an accident. Do you guys know who Rachel Bilson is? There was a show called The O.C. I don't know what that is. Is yeah. that a reality thing? No, no, it was acting. It was acting? Yep. Uh, Rachel Bilson, this may sound shocking to you, but apparently she has a podcast. Appar- <laughs> like, <laughs> who doesn't? You know what I mean? what? So she's got a podcast so people can see what she's thinking about. 
And she says, she says, this is going to sound so judgmental, but if a dude is in his 40s and he's only slept with four women, uh, she says that's a little weird. When she, if she meets a guy in his 40s and he's got a, quote, really low number of sexual partners, she says that's a little strange. Uh, and I find that interesting. She also then said later on in her podcast that it is inappropriate when you're first getting involved with somebody to ask how many partners they've had before you. There's a lot to unravel there. Because um, James and Don, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out James on this one because he I, I posted this story, and James, you said agreed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. You did. Is well, that a little odd for a guy in his 40s? I mean, there, there are guys that, you know. I don't know. I mean, f- four people and you're in your 40s? That's, I don't know. It doesn't seem, it seems below average. I'll put it that way. <laughs> well, it is for this crowd, for you, me, and Don. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, well, leave me out. Come on, out. dude. Come on. Oh, stop it, both of you. My oh, God. God almighty. Come on, for us, you know, four was uh, a pretty low number. Well, I'm just saying, man, we're in radio. Well, well anyway, yeah, I, it, it all depends. I mean, you know, have these men been in relationships that were, you know, extended over a long period of time? You never know. Well, she says she's maybe he's been in a decades-long relationship, and that's like totally respectable. Her words, right? The guys who have only had four partners by the time they hit 42 or 43, they also conversely oddly be, tend to be the guys who have lots of money. Have you noticed that? I'm just saying. <laughs> Why do you think I went to celibacy? See, look at this guy. This guy's flush with cash, okay? He's just, man, he's doing fine. All I'm saying, I, now I, in, in all seriousness, I'll be honest with you, I wish by the time I'd met my met my wife that I it had only been for. I, I there's a lot of relationships I got into for absolutely stupid reasons. You know what I mean? I mean we've all been there, right? But <laughs> I just think it's an interesting observation <laughs> that if you meet you it used everything's inverted now. It used to be that you know you wanted to meet a guy in his forties who would only right, have four right. partners. You know what I mean? Right. That was preferable. Now it's weird. <laughs> now it's a red flag. <laughs> It's a red bull. Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? You guess he's well, not doing know, it right. What? Perhaps they prefer quality over quantity. That's possible. <laughs> Maybe. I you wish know, it had only been four. You're with somebody and it's working for you. What's Why not? Yeah, well, I, I concur. Yeah. I agree. My wife calls me a slut. And she says, you know, before you met me, you were just a, you know, I used the word. That's right. You know, and 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 it, I, I'm not saying Don, you 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 understand what I'm saying, but you know, well, you know, what? you were a popular guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got genetic proof. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right, so here's <laughs> genetic proof, and their mothers had great lawyers. I can tell you. <laughs> oh yes. Well, the first thing that genetic pop- proof. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The first thing that popped in my head when I saw this story was, I guess Rachel has more than four partners in her past. Yeah, I'm thinking, if that's her metric, <laughs> that four is a low number. 
but yeah, we, we also have a societal, th- a cultural thing, and we have to, like, embrace this and be honest with it, okay? Mm-hmm. People do look at women culturally. Maybe, not, maybe it's not true anymore because everything's so weird now. But when you and I were growing up, a woman who had, you know, who had, had multiple partners, you, you, you would, people would think a certain thing, whereas a guy who had been prolific was like, hey, right on, man. But, you know, they all both sort of have to be involved in that venture. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? There was kind of that, I, I don't know, is it kind of, I think it's inverted now. I think, you know, especially for women, because it's, this is when women were still women. You know, now we don't even talk about women actually being women. But now it's like, well, you know, if a woman's like like 800 guys, it's like, well, you go, girl. You're a strong, independent woman. 800 guys? Well, you know. (laughs) I don't think most women know 800 guys. No, I'm just saying. And and it is. Have you ever been asked that question, though, when you you get involved with somebody? Like, well, how many? Have you ever been asked that? Either guy's ever been asked that? Yeah, yeah. You've been asked that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you? I don't right. think I ever have, but I wrote books about it, so it's like you know. Nah, you you lied to him just like the cops and say oh, only God. two. Come on, I Jimmy, only had no. two, drinks. <laughs> two drinks. What is a fr- you know? I'm going to out you again, man. I'm gonna, Don, I'm going to out James one more time because this is one of the first things he ever said to me. I think I was sneaking cigarettes, and I I had asked him for a cigarette to borrow a cigarette. Yeah. And your response was, you know, I was like, I think I was acting like really cagey about it, you know, and I don't want my wife to find out. I was like, hey, hey, you lie to the cops and your wife. You don't lie to me, pal. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm like, hey, hey, don't. hey. I'm starting to develop unconsciously my James Trevino imitation. Hey, hey, you know, you lie to your wife. You don't lie to me. Here's a cigarette. Now shut up. And go outside and smoke it. I don't want to hear anymore. I also told you to stop asking me and just to grab them. Yes, you did. Right. You did. You know, Jimmy got on me yesterday for saying thank you. Why was that? I, I don't know. I thought he was being sarcastic. No, man. I was trying hey, to be hey, polite because, you, know you, you know, you were helping me out out here. Hey, hey I, listen. I thanked you for it, and you were like, well, you don't have to thank me. Hey, listen, Kojak. <laughs> I don't need your thanks, okay? Yeah, exactly. I'm a single guy. I'm going to get some lobster after the show, all right? I thank myself for what I do, okay? I, I don't need some bald French guy thanking me. I, I don't need your el- job. I don't need your elitist main crab getting on <laughs> me with you. You thank you, all right? <laughs> Yankee snot. Get away yeah, from Yankee me with snot. That <laughs> you dink. You dink. <laughs> you keep that for your scalloping lobster eating people you went to high school with. <laughs> I don't need your damn thank yous, okay? I'm with the band. Right. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to over here? I have scrubs, sir. I'm wearing scrubs on the airport. At the airport, all right. Yeah, right. I don't I need your bull crap. I obviously have no scruples. <laughs> He's got scruples. Yeah, they're, they're loose. just they're loose. <laughs> like my morals. <laughs> Jimmy's you're, moral compass is like a stop no, watch. He just spins real fast. You James, know? James is anti-hero moral. You know what I mean? Like J- James has like Clint Eastwood morality. Like you know what I mean? Like the man with no name. You know that'll kill you dead. You know if you burp or whatever. Look at him wrong. Yeah. But he's got a weird morality about it, and and that's what I respect. So you know, keep your thank yous. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Okay, I'm I'm putting something in the crock pot here. Why I got eight hundred. Do- I got eight hundred dollars going to this crockpot. Okay, 
<laughs> I got some soccer to watch. All right. I just lost five bucks in a high school soccer bet. Come on. You should be a real man and buy me flowers if you want to thank me. Jesus. <laughs> you dorks. <laughs> I did. I accidentally I broke into a Trevino imitation in my kitchen the other day. I forget what it was about. It was oh, about. God. <laughs> Mr. John, what kind of salsa do you want me to pick up? Hey, you know what? I want salsa that tastes good. That's what. I, that's all I require. I want the damn salsa that tastes good. All right. You're making and me sound. And have a little bit of a bite to it. I sound like all a right, sweetheart, like a Mexican Donald Trump. <laughs> you kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got to take a break. Two one zero. Without the money and the spray on tan. Hey, you, you know, Don, I, I got to take a break here, pal. I got to pay the bills here, right? We'll be right back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Stay out of backups and jams. Get the latest traffic and weather together throughout the day. San Antonio's News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I told you I was going to be ridiculous today. Told you it was coming. It's Friday, baby. 210-599-5555. Final few moments of the show. We always kind of open it up. So whatever's on your brain, you want to give us a call. Again, uh, I, I I think you know uh, about uh, beyond the Speaker of the House circus, which you know now. When I went to bed, it, it, we said this on Where and Rima that it, does Trump sleep? Because when I went to bed last night, I was up kind of late last night for me. I was up around eleven before I finally you know went out. And when I went to sleep, the story was Donald Trump was entertaining the idea that if they you know ask him to be Speaker of the House temporarily, he'd do it. And what he said was, if it unites Republicans. Sure, I'll do it. I'll do it for a month. I'll do it for 60 days, 90 days, only temporarily, but I'd do it. Which I think would be great, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't, not realistically, not as an actual thing to do. But just because I know it would clench up Nancy Pelosi like she's never been clenched. But could you imagine Pelosi just got, you know, got kicked out of her office last week. Uh, and now she's got to sit at home and she's, you know, Doing vodka jello shots there, you know, and 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 and, and the, wouldn't it be just precious for just the idea of Nancy Pelosi having to sit in her home watching Donald Trump do the Speaker of the House trip? How I mean, remember when she ri- Nancy Pelosi should have been kicked out a long time ago. Remember when she ripped up the State of the Union address? What freaking awful behavior! And Trump would speak, and she'd s- sit behind him doing that little. B-word face and pursing her lips. I just think that the the image of Nancy Pelosi, kind of like at the end of uh, Dodgeball. Remember that when uh, Ben Stiller, you know, he lost his gym and he's all fat and stuff and he's depressed and he's he's watching like a, a tournament on. He's watching uh, what was the guy's name in that movie? He's watching the other guy on TV. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. He's all bitter and crap. Can you not imagine? Like a drunk, a chronically alcoholic Nancy Pelosi sitting in an easy chair, surrounded by empty ice cream cartons and vodka bottles, all bitter and crap, watching Donald Trump 
gavel in the session. You know, how precious would that be? But that was the story last night. And now, it, it, apparently in the middle of the night, he tweeted on Truth Social, whatever the hell it is that he tweets on, that he now he, he supports Jim Jordan being the Speaker of the House. And I I think it's a fine cho- it's I, It's a good choice. I mean, a guy brought up earlier, and I thought this was a valid point, well, doesn't that sort of pull him off all the committees? Which, you know, I like him on those committees. I don't know that the committees actually accomplish anything. But at least it's on the record what scumbags these people are. So I, I don't know. Half of one, six, you know, six, half, what is it? Half of one, six dozen of the, I don't know. You know what I mean. The Baker's dozen uh, analogy. Uh, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm just not invested in it because I think the swamp runs so deep. Uh, and the shadow government is so, you know, all-encompassing that I, to what extent it matters who the Speaker of the House is, I don't know. But, you know, Jim Jordan, I think, would, would be fine at it. <laughs> oh, God, is Gennaro? Gennaro? Oh, well, it's not a Friday without Gennaro, huh? Wakey-bakey. <laughs> Eggs and bacon. Hey. How you doing, Gennaro? What's going on, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Change, that bong, hey, change, change that bong water once in a while, dude. It's getting hey, kind of cloudy. Hey, hey, ho- hey, hold on, man. My boss might be listening. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. He's right next to me. Oh, actually. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm calling about the president's stupid dog. Oh God! Now, now, if there's breaking of skin, man, that dog can be euthanized. Now, if he did this to federal employees, hey man, that's a serious crime. I agree, and apparently this but, has been going on for a long time. Yeah, you know what? And 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 and, and I know people with dogs like this, and they think it's cute. Oh, he's just being friendly. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, man. He just bit me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing cute about your pit bull biting me on the ass. I'm bleeding here, man. Well, I'm apparently bleeding. some people had to, you know, get medical treatment as a result of it. Oh, we we heard from Axios that it wasn't just a Secret Service guy. The whole staff was, like, having to deal with this dog for a long hey, time. Hey, dude, I, I live in the west side, and I walk these streets, and there's lots of stray dogs, man. I wear steel-toed boots, man. I carry rocks, and I carry firecrackers. And one of these bastards come close to me, man. Bam! Well, I mean, you know, I it, look, when you're dealing with a boxer or a pit bull or even a German uh, shepherd, but especially boxers and pit bulls, they are solid muscle. If you ever put yeah. your hand on one, they are, you feel nothing but they, muscle. They, oh, they will paralyze you, man. They and get you, you on the wrist, they paralyze yeah, you. You can't stop that thing, man, if it comes mm-hmm. for you. And I, no. I just don't think much of people who, who let their animals roam like that. Yeah. You know, especially no, when you're the you freaking president. We, we, need, uh, uh, we need to do something, Uncle Sean. We need to... We need, to get, we need to get those dogs euthanized, man, or That's something, man. Nah, yeah, they shuffled Commander off to Rehoboth, just like they're going to shuffle Biden off at some Commander. point to Rehoboth. Commander. You know what I mean? Commander. Oh, my God. What uh, is it with their names, man? Well, I, it also, you know, when he's decimating the American military, and yet his dogs all have to have cutesy-pootsy military-sounding names. <laughs> oh, stop it. You know what I mean, Joe? Yeah. Gennaro, I love you, man. I love you, man. Have a good weekend, brother. Have a great weekend. Gennaro's also one of the shows that I, I love is on Saturday night on MeTV. 
They have, oh, what's that guy? Sven Gulli. He's like one of those old school monster movie hosts that looks like a vampire uh, eating cheeseburgers. And they uh, they show the monster movie, sci-fi, an old sci-fi movie on Saturday nights. Gennaro, I know you're a big sci-fi fan just like me, man. I don't know what the feature is this weekend, but enjoy it, man. And and again, Gennaro, change the bong water once in a while, man. Come on. Respect everybody else around you, okay? Uh, but yeah, the uh, the dog thing. I, I, I Again, just as a, a final thought you know half the press conference press briefing yesterday was about the damn dog and again it it, it was in a cutesy pootsy way it wasn't even i guess they were sort of asking serious questions about it but when you have these people uh now suddenly trying to deny that they don't that they're not going to build a wall even though they're going to build a wall even though they campaigned that they didn't want to build a wall and he got millions and gajillions of people pouring into this country. Uh, and we got to hear that crap from KGP yesterday. What a farce. All right. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan. I'm a good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. It is unsanitary. It's unsafe. <laughs> and it's just not right.